top of the top to you all. Um, before we get things started, I just wanted to bring to your attention that on August 28th, 2020, actor Chadwick Boseman, who has been battling colon cancer since 2016, died at home with his family and his wife and friends by his side. He was 43. And before we kick this thing off, I just wanted to just to tell him, you know, thank you to you and your family uh, for pushing through the seven films in four years to push our culture forward. The representation that you gave a generation that I never had growing up was boundary breaking, was inspiring, and was simply so damn dope. I know we clowned and got on each other a lot about how extra we were when we went to see Black Panther. But man, it felt good to just see us on the screen. You gave us the leader that we didn't know we had and a superhero that we would never forget. Even in your weakest of moments, just thinking back, man, your strength was undeniable. So I just want to let you know that we love you and we will always cherish your name, King. Forever rest in power. Three, two, one. Yeah. Ladies and fellas, women and men, quiet down, grab your seats, and let the torchy and dready show begin. It is I, your host with the most, your guy with the Adidas slides. Hey, we need to have a conversation one day about these clown foam plus Adidas slides. Listen, I ain't gonna hold you, but these bad boys stay going on sale. And in the comfy game slide rankings, because there's a comfy game slide rankings, they top two, and they ain't two. But one, Adidas ain't really paying me. Even though I do got a little IG influence in me, you feel me? Slide in the DMs if you want to hook your boy up with a check. And two, I can't even lie. I really feel like I'm cheating on Nike showing Adidas this much love. But for the first time in a long time, they just make me feel so good. Wait, am I in an entanglement? You and I decided we were going to take our space and what happened? Yeah, and then I got into an entanglement with August. An entanglement with August. An entanglement with August. Entanglement with August. Plus, that sneakers app is trash. So, welcome back, everybody. It's me, Torchy Andretti, 
and we outside with it. Now, first things first, I want to thank everybody for checking out my first episode, Syllabus Day, which is still streaming on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, SoundCloud, Podbean, and everywhere else you get your podcasts. Except Google. They hating. I appreciate the love and support from all 10 of y'all. It means the world to your boy, but for real, for real, whoever is listening, thank you. Now get ready, because episode two, it's a bit of a doozy. From the wildness of 2020 to haircuts in the bubble, it's a lot. And to make things even more special, let's just say we might have our first guest on the Torchy Andretti show. Yow! But that's at the end, so make sure you stay tuned in and check it out. Now, Mel So, have y'all heard about what the hell is going on outside with them folk? I'm talking first team, big evil superstar representing the Monstars, standing 4-3, don't quote me, Mr. Steve Bannon. Mr. Man, me and Trump fight like that. Mr. Build the wall, but not with my money. Mr. Man, y'all get the point. That guy. Now, before I tell y'all what happened, let me try and paint this picture of who we dealing with. This is a dude who came up as a Harvard graduate and got a master's in national security from Georgetown. Yeah, that Georgetown. Home of Maria Shriver, William Kennedy Smith, Bill Clinton. And Mr. No, 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 Dikembe Mutombo. Who knew? Oh, and Ivanka went there too. But back to Bannon though. Eventually, he got on as an auxiliary engineer with the U.S. Navy and then a random flip to investment banking at Goldman Sachs and entertainment projects in Hollywood. Oof. The privilege, though. Somehow, after making a nice piece of change off some residuals from Seinfeld, Mr. Hustle and Flow himself co-funded Breitbart. Those are the bad guys if you're still tuned in. They also served as a big part of Ivanka's husband's base in 2016. So on cue, he has to become the Cheetos campaign CEO that would eventually help create the rhetoric of building the wall, right? No, not that wall. That's Yin Yang Twins. Pay attention. That other wall. We're going to have strong, incredible borders. And people are going to come into our country, but they're going to come into our country legally. They're going to come in legally. We're going to build a wall. It's going to be built. It's not even, believe it or not, it's not even a difficult thing to do. Which he later flipped into chief strategist and senior counselor. Listen, now, no matter how hard I searched on LinkedIn, I couldn't find that position, man. I got my little resume all cleaned up. Y'all think it'd be posted on Indeed or nah? Or do I need to add a little bit more racism in the extracurriculars to get the call back? Then, how about Bannon was also added to the National Security Council 
and was pretty damn heated when he found out that people wanted him out. I mean, what possible reason could they have to remove him? It's not like he was hypothetically a fire starter for the hypothetical Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville that would result in the hypothetical death of Heather Heyer and potentially injuring 19 others. Nah, never that. Because this is America, where it's so great, it gotta be great again. Let me get two of them things to go. But y'all know the Cheeto don't keep you long. So once he got the boot, he went back to Breitbart with a few homies to travel the world and to convince other people with way more bread than him to let him borrow some of that bread to build that same damn wall from earlier. Chief, you're not getting that wall, man. Now I know that. And it's clear he did too. But for the damn simps who got so much vitriol and hate in their hearts for our brothers and sisters, what in the hell about this man doesn't scream hustle man to you? Didn't you see the quick pitch from the Navy to Seinfeld? And the level up to the White House? <laughs> Fam, I haven't seen a finesse so mean since hustle man tried to finesse Martin to buy free range chicken during the blizzard. Y'all was outside for that, right? Man told Martin, although it's freezing and you ain't got no power, I got this free range chicken. Meaning it was free for him, but it was going to cost Marty Ma in the range of 10 to $15. Weird enough, Gina was ready to buy the damn chicken on the branch too. But is that how much hate y'all got for the people? To trust the hustle man? Dog, the bar is so low. Also, I apologize, Tracy Morgan. You ain't deserve that slander. So now it's August 20th, 2020, and them folk had to pull up on his $35 million yacht off the coast of Connecticut and arrest this fool. First of all, damn, $35 million? $35 million? And he asking y'all for money? And you gave it to him? $35 million for a yacht? And you only take it to the coast of Connecticut? Man, listen, you give me a boat that big and nice, and we out to anywhere but Connecticut. Shockingly, to no one but these clowns, this fool took about $1 million of the fundraising bread and, what do you know, paid off his debt and personal expenses. Who would have saw that coming? By the way, the streets that he took north of 10. That ain't none of my business. What the hell's going on out here? Now, I'm not a judge or an attorney, but I am quite messy. And if it was me, hell, I'd have to expose the donators too. You people think this place is so amazing all the damn time. So perfect and would be even better without us. We gave you the eats, the beats, the rhythm, the soul, and sadly, the blues of this country. Only for time and time again, you waste the resources we could never sniff with a basset hound's nose on pure evil instead of improving the dirt you dropped here, the calamities you created, the broken homes you famished. <laughs> you ain't no better than Bannon. You just stupid enough to fall for his shits. And go for me? Tighten the hell up. Now that's some wild stuff, right? But it gets wilder. Because the folks that arrested that clown 
was none other than the U.S. Postal Inspection Service. Which is an investigative branch of the USPS. You know, the people that deliver your mail? Yeah, them. Hell, I didn't even know they had an investigative branch. And clearly, he didn't either. Now, I know you remember those particular alphabet boys. You see, they've been in the news warning the people about the mail-in votes. And yeah, they might not make it. <laughs> Why? Well, it ain't because you struggle with deciding between one snap or two snaps with your cheap ass. It's because the Cheeto went out of his way to withhold the USPS's request for billions in the pandemic-related emergency funding and went out of his way to put in place a new loyalist postmaster general that has swapped out hmm, about 23 senior postal officials over, wait for it, the last three months, 90 days, 12 weeks. Oof. Oh, and they also out here manually removing them USPS drop boxes. Boy, the fix is in. Jesus wept. I'm tired. Listen, man. All of this is connected like a bad lace front. But you don't have to go outside with it on, sis. Or bro. This year and in the future, do something. Vote. And if you don't vote, donate. And if you don't donate, protest. And if it's too hot outside, support from the shade. And then vote. Wear your mask, keep your distance, try to go early versus waiting on the actual election day as there are no election day prizes handed out besides a long ass line. I'm not sure why people do that. I'm sure we all have our work schedules and obligations, but if you can get out there early, I highly suggest you to do so. And if you choose to mail it in, do it mad early like 10 days early at least. So there's hopefully no funny business. Now to sports. Shout out to the NBA, WNBA players for leading the way in this crazy world. I seen a post on the Twitter from Matt Johnson that said the NBA sparked the country to quarantine. The NBA funded breakthrough rapid testing. The NBA created a major COVID safe bubble that people nationally are learning from. And as of this week, the NBA's new boycott once again contrasts the current lack of moral and intelligent leadership nationally. Maybe, just maybe, the NBA should run for president. I don't know. The boycott, started by the Milwaukee Bucks and originated from conversations with the Toronto Raptors, was a bold and honorable action to take after yet another shooting of another black man by law enforcement. Now, if you've been under a rock, Kenosha, Wisconsin police officer Rustin Shesky fired into the back of Jacob Blake seven times, seven times, seven times, seven times, seven times, seven times. Seven times while his children, ages three, five, and eight, sat in the SUV to witness it all. 
There's been a lot made of what his criminal track was or is, ranging from sexual assault to domestic abuse and trespassing. Don't get me wrong. This brother ain't perfect at all. Don't think just because black people are sympathetic to his current situation that we are just too dumb to understand his previous one. We just understand, or at least I do, that even with all of that, that gives no one the pass to kill. If he's guilty of a crime, then he gets a court date. And if found guilty, he gets sentenced. The U.S. court systems have shown they have no problem throwing you under the jail as we lead the way in prison population worldwide. We all know that. But beyond that, we know you're not only sanctioned to indiscriminately shoot anything moving. Because we saw it before. Now you see now, you done fucked up, you know that, don't you? I see what I'm saying. I, no, I, I thought... No, so, you know what I'm saying? You done I, fucked up now, you know that, don't you? I, yeah. I, no, you done fucked up, don't you? I, no, we saw it with Dylan Roof. We saw it with Nicholas Cruz. We saw it with James Holmes and many, many more. Hell, we even saw it a day later with Kyle Rittenhouse by the very same police department at a protest due to Jacob Blake's shooting that left him paralyzed from the waist down. The same police department where in 2018, Sheriff David Beth went on a rant. Let's put them in jail. Let's, let's stop them from truly, at least some of these males going out and getting 10 other women pregnant and having small children. Let's put them away. At some point, we have to stop being politically correct. And I don't care what race, I don't care how old they are. If there's a threshold that they cross, these people have to be warehoused. No recreational time in the jails. We put them away. We put them away for the rest of their lives so that the rest of us can be better. But I mean, I guess it's okay to him because once the town is done with him, he says that they can turn the warehouse into something else like, I don't know, a park, skating rink. I can't even script this stuff, man. It's wow. But not too wow because after the Jacob Blake shooting, eight days later, this same chief said he still ain't even seen the footage. Bruh. This is what we're dealing with. So to see the players say, you know what? I think we might have gotten a bit too comfy and focusing on Paul George shooting worse than 1960 Bob Cousy. Bruh. Yeah, we got Black Lives Matters on the court and a few commercials here and there, but we're going to need just a tad more. You got to give it up. And we all did. So much so that MLB teams, some NFL teams, not the Cowboys, and a host of other athletes chose to say no mas, stop what we're doing, or at least opened up to have more conversation. It caused a massive wake-up reminder throughout the country. You know how when your alarm was set at 5.30 because you got to get up at 6.30? The 5.30 alarm is the snap out of the deep sleep alarm, but the 6.25 alarm that rings till 6.45, that's the real deal. Wake up! Now for the non-believers or naysayers or people who just ain't really too sure about it all, out of that boycott came a possible bill that included one move that can go down immediately. That was convincing owners to use their stadiums 
at safe voting poll locations. This is big. More than ever, we need to make voting more accessible to the voters of America. Now, hopefully, because most of these stadiums are in the ritzier sides of town, there will be some type of transportation to provide it for those folks who can't get there on their own. The bill also addressed passing a law that, in so many ways, protected cops who do the right thing and report the other cops who don't do the right thing without any type of backlash or punishment or removal of their benefits. Do I think this is going to go through and get to the floor? Mm, who knows? Do I think it'll change things up? Who knows? But they're trying. And at the moment, gotta say congratulations to the players for reminding everyone who had forgot that it wasn't trending anymore and that black lives still matter. Now, as for the playoffs, hey, y'all boys, I was wrong as hell. <laughs> I mean, I hope y'all don't use this pod for your little casino bets. Stop putting your little funky-ass $15 hoping for a million. They're not letting you leave the hard rock with that much anyways, King. Now, I said the Heat will win in seven. The Heat swept the Pacers, and the coach was fired on his day off. Thought the Nuggets was going to win in six. They might grab it in seven, but yeesh. I said Boston in five, but Embiid couldn't buy a game on eBay, so they got swept. And that coach was also fired on his day off. Not trying to build clubhouses. The Magic, man, they out of there. That series took a bit too long for me if we just keeping it a buck. See what I did there? The jury's still out on the OKC Rocket series, though. I said the Mavs will win, too. PG done found his game, so unless Montrez decides to call Luka a white boy, I don't really see another crazy triple-double like that coming. And, well, Dame is clocked out. You hate to see it. But now it's CJ time. <sighs> they don't even have the same ring to it. Just finish the job, Lakers. Job ain't done. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? All right, folks. We finally got it. <laughs> the verses the streets been waiting for. Brandy versus Monica, Moesha versus Miss Kick Down Your Door and uh, Your Chick. And before I say my pick, I gotta thank Master P. Now, why Percy? Man, not only did he lead us through the late 90s with Banger at the Banger from his No Limit imprint, by the way, Master P is a legend for that, and he deserves a statue and all the recognition, he doesn't get enough acclaim. But he also was wild enough to piss off Mrs. Monica Denise Arnold so much that she about to empty the whole clip on Moesha and her toxic TV family. Hell, looking back, Q really wasn't the problem. It was her toxic parents, Frank and Dee. Check Netflix if that went over you jits heads. And I ain't gonna lie. Brandy got some bangers now. Brandy got some bangers. She coming. And it's going to be mad awkward when they both want to play the boy is mine. Like, nah, this song is mine. But I'm going to take Monica in six. Why? Because you ain't never, ever, 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 ever heard Missy get your freak on Elliot yell, New Brandy! 
I be knowing. <laughs> I be knowing. In other news, we just learned the Joe Budden podcast is no longer with Spotify. To be honest, I'm kind of shocked Spotify dropped the ball like that on Joe's team. But when you're not from the culture, you don't be knowing. You're just pushing DSPs. That's a big slip up because Mr. Chief Teeth himself got a new grill and the maintenance ain't cheap. So I know he finna get some bars off. New shout out to them boys. I'm sure they'll bounce back. Also, shout out to the small black business clothing lines too. Yo, y'all the real MVP and y'all really been in y'all bags this pandemic. But hey, you push one more black tea with white block letters that say melanin for 50 damn dollars and $12 shipping. And you're going to have to run me to fade. Respectfully. Also, Paul Pierce, you are now the reigning defending player hater champion. Like top five legend. If you hate LeBron and salty, he did exactly what you did, but better, you can just say that and save us the bad take of quote, if they don't win this year, LeBron's not getting any younger. This is going to be a big hit on his legacy. Man, shut up. Y'all been hitting this man's legacy for a thousand years, and he just been hitting the pinata of success. Also, in the world of sports, anybody seen these haircuts in the NBA bubble? Everybody got bad haircuts, no lineup, suspect twists, and braids in the bubble. Now, we in a pandemic, so I really can't roast people that's in the bubble. But what I will say is, this is pretty telling. Because the NBA went out of their way and has a whole damn barbershop on site in the bubble. The first week, a ton of dudes had new cuts that, well, they weren't all that great. So I'm thinking they were the guinea pigs, the lab rats, the free trial subscribers who forgot to cancel the subscription and the call center is closed on the weekends. Ha! <laughs> Got <he. laughs> Got <laughs> Oh! Because now, them dudes is looking rough. It's clear we don't have the right people in the barbershop bubble. And while I love Adam Silver, something tells me he went with the all-star supercuts lineup. I don't know what the hell going on with Braun and Harden here, but it's clear they said hell to the gnaw to the bubble fade. And have y'all seen the ref Tony Brothers? Listen here, man. Stop letting them people put all that damn Beijing in your head. Your top's so dark you look like Carlos Booz's forefathers. Oh, and for the gamers out there. No, just a question. Do you really need another Call of Duty Black Ops? Especially one where Ronald Reagan sends you to do war crimes that, if you from where I'm from vastly impacted your neighborhoods for years to come. Just saying, don't mind me. It's not like it's the same game from 2004. So, that about does it. Shout out to Nas's King Disease album, by the way. That joint is fire. And people really fake mad out here about the Doja Cat bar because I'm pretty sure we were all roasting when we learned about her pastime activities. Cut it out. Oh, damn. 
I almost forgot. Who wants a special dedication interview? I mean, it is Mamba Day, so why not check out your boy and your boy's boys? In the, that's a that's that's a tongue twister there. Yeah, your boys, your boys, boys, your boy boys, boys, bye bye. That reminds me of uh, Ed, Ed, and Eddie. But anywho, why not check out your boy, your boys, boys interview about the late great Kobe Bean Bryant. Hopefully you didn't leave early and you stayed in tune because you would have missed out the clue because I was going to be giving away some new Yeezys. <laughs> Let me not lie. I am not giving y'all no new Yeezys. All right. <laughs> Look, I appreciate y'all listening, but we ain't doing no giveaways, dog. I'm broke. But what I would like to do now is to introduce my brother from another mother because my mom only had two kids. She made me clarify that. Plus, we don't look nothing alike. My one and only the road dog, my boy, Ed. Yo, so what's going on, man? Tell me how you feeling. How you feeling? Feeling good, man. Feeling great. No, let me let you know, first of all, it is an honor to be, uh, you know, the first guest on this show. That's right. Uh, that's right. You, you, hopefully you get a lot more uh, guests that are way higher up than me, but... Uh, I appreciate you getting me on here, bro. No problem, no problem. For people who listening right now who don't necessarily know, um, me and Ed go way back, and this podcast actually um, was an idea of both of ours. Um, this was something that we both passionately cared about, um, and my man, he's always been supportive and super down for me, and he thought that you know the better thing would be for me to lead this, and that he would just you know help and assist whenever I need to. And so when I called for him to be on the first episode with a feature, he accepted because he didn't have no choice. But anywho, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, you know, today is an important day for the both of us. I'm not sure people know this. Our closest friends already know what time it is. But for those who don't know, um, today is Mamba Day. That's right, August 24th, Mamba Day for the late and great uh, Kobe Bryant. I mean, it's just really... Going back, bro. It's just really a moment to um to reflect because I feel like I feel like with the media coverage of everything, um, it's good to hear the flowers that were given to him. Um, but I feel like taking this time the way we are, just two fans. Like we really wasn't more than fans. I think I think we saw him live a bunch of times, but we was we was just fans to so just take this moment to hear from some genuine day one been there since day one fans to just kind of reflect the impact he had on our lives just in our mentality from the way it goes man this man was trans like just transcended just took over so many aspects of it but yeah man just wanted to add that part in there definitely man and that's that's what it's really all about um at the end of the day we were fans we were two dudes who came together funny enough um we were two dudes who came together because of our fandom for uh, Kobe or in some yeah. eyes, people would say stand him. But um, <laughs> so I'm, let me ask you, man, when the, on the 26th, take me back to January 26th. Um, where were you? Uh, what, what were you doing? How did you feel when you, when you heard everything go down? Man, the day it happened was, uh, shocker for me. I was actually landing on a flight and you always hear the news of like, you turn on your phone and 
things just start blowing up. Your email is going off. ESPN is sending you 3,000 alerts. Um, you never really like look into it, but I just remember I turned on my phone, you know, just having landed, and I'm just getting text messages and text messages and text messages. And I'm like, man, what's happening? Well, something, something happened. I'm not this important. Um, and then the first text message I read is actually from my homegirl, um, who she was like, yo, Ed, you okay? And I was like, man, what? And then after that, I read a text message from my wife, and she was like, babe, Kobe passed away. I I thought she was playing a prank on me, man. It still gives me jitters. Uh, the first time I I read that, because the first text message, I was kind of like, man, whatever, they playing with me. Right, right. My wife texted me, I just knew, because she don't care about basketball. And all she ever do to get on my nerves is just talk trash about the Lakers. And for her to just come out and ask and tell me, that it was just shocking and i just remember after that um my initial reaction was like nah no way like this is somebody else this is somebody that was like on kobe's helicopter and you know they got it next up like they got it they they got the wrong news like i'm gonna just wait for the confirmation from like the lakers at that point <laughs> like i'm not even believing the news i'm not even believing cnn i'm not believing tmz i'm for sure ain't believing tmz right right but man i just remember just the whole day it felt like a michael bay movie like it was just looking up and just slow mo around me just i couldn't believe what was happening i i didn't think it was didn't think it was real it took me so long to really process what happened and then when i heard Gigi pass too man i was devastated like just devastated i was i've never been the type of person that's been impacted by celebrities um passing i understand like you know that sometimes we get called to a higher power whatever it may be but you know people die all the time so why do we give them so much of like our time but man all my shit talking died the day kobe passed away because it was just like what what am i doing this guy never even knows who i am never took the time to be like oh i know this guy named Eric. he's pretty cool nah like didn't even couldn't even say what my name was and for some reason i just felt like my arm and my leg were taken from me i was just like what just happened um how did you find out man i ain't even gonna hold you on it i i bawled bro <laughs> Like thinking about it, I the last time I probably broke down like that was probably when uh Nip passed more than anything. Um, but I remember I was at home, everything was going good. I was um I was chilling. I was on the couch, I think, and I was playing with Onyx and um I got like an alert on my phone and I'm thinking whenever somebody teach you tell you or text you, yo, you good, you know you're not supposed to be good. I saw the text message. You know how you can preview it a little bit before you click it open. You know how uh, you know how it is when you you want to curve somebody and you don't want to respond. So you try to you see them first three words that they say. You're like mm -mm, they not talking about nothing. Gonna leave that right there. <laughs> and then more friends tried to call me, but I just couldn't pick up because sometimes when it's reported on TMZ, sometimes that stuff just be wrong, and I really don't really know what's truthful or not. 
And then also a piece of it, me, you know, I mean, I'm thinking Kobe missed a comeback from an Achilles injury, comeback and win a championship with broken <laughs> fingers, um, torn MCLs, all these injuries, all these uh-uh. these measuring sticks, these milestones that he surpassed, you know it's real when it's on ABC. Like you can you can go anywhere else and you can play around, but they typically don't play around when they stop a regular show um that's going on and just go straight to the news and report it and it and i saw the flames yep and i just couldn't believe it man um i had to take a moment i told brooks i'd be back uh i walked out the house um and i walked to my car and i knew i shouldn't get behind the wheel so instead of getting behind the wheel i just sat in the back seat um, when it comes to basketball, I know everybody might have their own feelings about Kobe here or there, but like as a basketball player and just like the mindset you, you have to have and apply to your life, that mama mentality, I definitely ingrained it into everything I had because I didn't have anybody who taught me how to play basketball. You know, I didn't have anybody who taught me how to do a lot of things. I just had to, for lack of a better term, pick shit up and just do it. And to see them gone so young, it still to this day doesn't feel real. And I sat in that back seat and I was up there for maybe an hour, bro. Just sitting for like the first 15. And then after that, the waterworks ran. And I just like, I didn't say much. It wasn't like a, he can't be gone. It wasn't one of those, but it was one of those. Um, what's that? What's the movie uh, with Denzel Washington? Um, glory, glory? oh those. my god, that one yeah, teardrop man. that falls forever, yeah, man. But them tears never stopped, it was hard, man. And, um, like I just couldn't stop it. And it was like all the years, probably, that uh, I usually pin up and try not to express when I'm like, you know, sad about something or whatever. I think that's the I think that was the hardest part right there. Like, like we saw this new Kobe, like, this wasn't. This wasn't Kobe Bean. This wasn't Black Mamba. This was Kobe Bryant, the father. Kobe Bryant, the the uh, the novel writer. But not to get too deep, because I know we can go for a while onto onto that issue. It is is definitely something that uh, changed us all. Um, let me let me ask you, what was your favorite Kobe moment? Here we go. And in honor of Gigi, let me get two of them things. <laughs> um, off the top of my head. Um... So you remember back, what was that, 2013, when we had the Nash and Dwight Howard. Yeah. Um, and we really thought we were going places, and boy, was we not going anywhere. We really, for a minute there, we thought we had another Malone, Gary Payton situation where we just got some washed up. We, we talked so much shit in that offseason. <laughs> we really thought we was going to win some, but... um. I remember it was the game against the Nets. And at that point, I think we wasn't really, like, people were like, I don't think these boys making it into the playoffs. And I was like, man, we spent all this money and not going to make it to the playoffs. And boy, did Kobe prove me wrong because he just grabbed that ball, came in from the side, and he really funked it on, uh, what's his name, Chris Humphrey. Well, straight, if I'm not mistaken. Wait, but he don't, Drug that dunk that he did on two of them, just, just, oh, my God, just funked it. And that was, Older Kobe, like that wasn't get up in the air, slam dunk, 360 Kobe. This was, if you got a dunk from Kobe, it's because it was a fast break and he was by himself. And somehow he reached up and skied over two of the nets 
and just straight funked it down the middle. And that was when I was, you know, like, man, I don't care what these critics say. We're making the playoffs this year. Um, thankfully, we did, but it was at the cost of the Achilles. Um, but that was a great, great. That was one of my greatest Kobe moments, man. I just remember thinking, I'm never doubting this man ever again. I don't care how old he get. Um, and man, was were we in for something special when when that uh, when that season wrapped up? I think that might have been one of my favorite seasons too, the 2012-2013 season, because we just went through so much up and downs. And no matter what, Kobe was like, "I got this." Oh, he he willed us into those playoffs. What was the second take? This one, being from Orlando, anytime the Magic play, I always gotta hear it. Anytime the Magic goes good, I always gotta hear it from all my boys. Oh, you see this? And I'm like, all right, how many times are you gonna take the championship for me? So, back when Dwight, I think it was his rookie season. Um, yeah, actually, it was his rookie season because then it was an interview about this afterwards. When Dwight was in his first year, all my boys were talking so much trash because back then, having a big man was like the first key cog that you needed to get into the playoffs. Like, you needed to have a dominant big man that can block, that can rebound, and Dwight was that player Mm -hmm. for the Magic. He came in, and he was a force. Kobe wasn't backing down from him, though, and when he flunked it on on, on Dwight's head, man, was I so happy because I talked shit for weeks, all my boys would never hear the end of it. Oh, yeah, you see what Dwight doing? I'm like, the only thing I see is Kobe's nuts on Dwight's shoulder. What you talking about? Like, that was my shit. I love that moment. That moment held me down for three seasons. I could shut up any Magic fan just by telling them, like, oh, you mean the Dwight that got dunked on by Kobe? Nah, dog, he ain't shit. And that, was, that to me, is my, my one of my all-time favorite Kobe highlights, man. For me, I would say, I would probably say the first – Kobe moment, favorite Kobe moment was probably the slam dunk contest. Um, my boy wasn't getting no minutes that season. <laughs> hey, for, so for him to get to the all-star uh, show, uh, I remember talking with my granddad. He's the one who actually put me on Kobe. And he was like, man, that boy good, but he don't supposed to be there. <laughs> and, um, and I remember when he did the, uh, when he did the dunk, and it wasn't more so the it wasn't more so the the dunk that he did that like really uh, blew my mind. It was his like attitude afterwards. Oh, he knew like, he, he knew he was the a show on campus. Yeah, yeah. Because at that time I was a shy kid. You know what I'm saying? So I thought I had all this ability, all this brains, all this smarts, all these looks and everything. But I was real shy. They used to call your boy a hunchback. Um, I was, you know, ugly man. Uh, it was. It, it, I mean, that ain't changed, dog. You still pretty ugly. Well, well, yeah. We gonna we gonna edit that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but nah, man, that was uh, that was probably one of my favorite moments because that was when he stood out and said, you know what, I'm here. I ain't getting the minutes that AI and um, everybody else are getting who came from my class. Right Garnett now. was, remember at that point, everybody thought Garnett was the truth. Yeah. yeah. And then to see, to see that take and to see his interactions with MJ during that all-star game, it was like, wow. Like even they knew, Oh, this, this dude right here is uh he's something special. Yeah. He, he's something special. And then I would say my second moment that's a tough one, but I would say um, 
I would say my second moment would be, I don't want to go cheesy, but it's, it's cheesy, but it it would have to be that. No, 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 not that cheesy. It ain't that cheesy. That was, that was depressing. That was sad. It was over. I was so happy for him, but it was over after that. It was nothing else. You know, um, I was exhausted. Like I damn played, but (laughs) it was when he dropped 81, man. Oh, all right. All right. I mean, the reason, and the reason being, was one you took my other moment on Dwight Howard, <laughs> bro. You, I mean, you know what that, that was meant nasty because we that. was in high school then, so it was a different level. Like this is before, you know what I'm saying? This is before uh, YouTube really took off. This was before um, social media was booming. That was but when you saw the ESPN get... highlights, and then you yeah. knew then that the internet was gonna be all you was talking trash about. Boy, oh, I love that highlight. Mm. That one, um, no, you know what? You know what? I'll, I'll give you a better one. I won't go the cheesy eighty-one route. I'll be. I'll, this would have been the third one, the he can't guard me game. Oh, that was just disrespectful. He that. can't the, the the he can't guard me game against Shane Battier with the Rockets. I believe it was the two thousand and eight playoffs. I, I, I think it was the Western Conference Finals. Man, he was um, eating they had Shane been up, the, up. Oh my god, eating him up barbecue chicken it was a mouse in the house the whole game and my boy had the broom and it was nothing that you can do and he got into that rare zone where he was killing with the long ball he was killing with middies he was killing with pump fakes underhand throwing alleys to himself against Shane Battier (laughs) like this ain't like some some you know Joe Schmo sausage head defender this is a lockdown defender yeah and didn't they learn from that before and to see a guy put up, I believe he put up 42 points that game or something like that, and just buckets, just buckets. And, and it wasn't bad defense. As Mark Jackson would always say, not bad defense, just better O. The man's hand was in his face, and Kobe was just looking through his hand. Didn't care for him. At all. And just started talking the whole game. That's the, thing. the man got a tech because he was saying he couldn't guard him. How you gonna give somebody a tech when the man can't guard you? You saying he can't guard you, and then you provide the the footage to show the ref. Look, ref, he couldn't guard me, and the ref's like, "Yeah, I know, but I, you know, I gotta give you the tech." Nobody can big stop boy. you. Oh, how, how you told Paul? He he put on his big boy pants. Big boy pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy man, pants. one of these days we need to have a podcast about how you don't appreciate Paul Gasol enough, but that ain't for today, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a shot. <laughs> Nah, Powell, Powell cool. He just can't uh, come to my wedding. Uh, nah, he, he cool. He cool. He cool. We're going to show Powell some appreciation. One of these days, we're going to have a Powell appreciation episode. Uh, I'm going to let Ed lead that. I'm going to come in for, you know, I'm, I, I might even say the eulogy. Uh, but <laughs> When they retire his jersey next to Kobe, dog, it's happening. Yeah, they should. They should. Shout out to Powell. Um, I was late. I'll be honest. I was late on Powell. I used to be hard on Powell. And then I just really had to look back at it all. And I was like, damn, I was wrong, huh? I mean, he was—he had his soft moments, but man, Powell was different. <laughs> Powell was different, and we don't get them two titles without Powell. That's a fact. So shout out to Powell. Shout out to that whole uh, that team. Um, shout out to Doctor Bus. Um, but let me ask you. Shout out know, to Andrew Bynum's knee. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me ask you. Let me ask you now. What is what is your favorite asshole Kobe moment? Because oh. you know. <laughs> I don't even got to think about this. I don't even got about this one, man. My favorite asshole Kobe moment will forever be him looking at the camera 
and just saying after we beat the fucking Celtics out of any team, after we just finished our three-peat, after we after he had played with a I think it was a broken finger, and we have beat the living breaks off of the Celtics. The cameraman just I mean the the anchor asked him a question what it meant to him and he was just like I got one more than Shaq. Bro, how you this petty? How you this petty that you be a rival franchise, that you three-peat, that you get your fifth ring, that you have your baby sitting on your knees, and what it means to you is that you got one more Killer. than Shaq, and he said take that to the bank. Killer. Oh, oh, that's just, to this day, I've been Killer. like, oof, just, just mean. Just mean for no reason. Um. So the next... Oh, actually, you know, I'll, moment, my, bro? I'll get my favorite. Yeah, 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 yeah. This one is easy. I've been thinking about it. I was hoping you wasn't going to say it, and boy, you did not. But the the biggest asshole moment, it's a regular Sunday outside, <laughs> off season. Kobe happens to decide to go uh, downtown LA mm-hmm. to go to uh, Nike House of Hoops. Mm-hmm. He goes to Nike House of Hoops in his car. He gets out his car. Some fans pull up with a phone. The fans pull up with the phone. The fans say, Kobe. Kobe, we heard rumors, and I'm not, this ain't for verbatim people. You can find a YouTube link. It is still out there. But they say, Kobe, we heard that uh, there's rumors of Jason Kidd coming to the Lakers for Andrew Bynum. What do you think about that? Kobe, in asshole fashion. Jason Kidd? Oh, hold on, let me try to do my Kobe voice. Jason Kidd? For Andrew Bynum, trade his ass. Trade his ass. <laughs> that was a pretty good Kobe impression, huh? Yo, instantly when he said trade his ass twice, as if the camera wasn't rolling, I'm like, dog, you are going to kill this man's confidence one. Then on 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 top of that, we ain't getting Jason Kidd. <laughs> so you still got to play with this man. Now, at that point, people may not know, but Andrew Bynum was kind of trash. I mean, it wasn't really panning out. We hyped it up a little bit more because he dunked on Shaq, but that was about as many highlights as we was getting. He still had to learn how to hoop. He didn't become like Andrew Bynum, the best center for about one season in the league um, that he became later on in his career with hella post moves. Um, he he was a phenomenal big man. He bloomed into one, but man, Kobe ate him, ate him up, trade his ass. I'll bring up next my favorite, um, you can tell me after this one, but my favorite Kobe sneaker would probably have to be the Kobe 5s. Oh, bro, I thought you were about to say something else. All right, go for it. Nah, the Kobe 5s, bro. Um, I fell upon all purple, all purple. Um, You nasty. We used to hoop. I used to hoop in them. Those are the ones I used to hoop in. That was my favorite shoe. I had no idea the Kobe 5 at that point. Um, for those who ain't sneakerheads, some shoes you just don't hoop in yet. Mm-hmm. At least not when you came up like how we did, where any quality shoe is like only for like flex purposes. Um, only if you stepping exactly, you stepping out. It, you ain't hooping in these. I got bold enough to get a pair of those shoes. This was back when when Kobe's were going for one twenty, I believe, and one twenty in undergrad is a lot <laughs> of money. That financial aid money, bro. <laughs> Bro, you you know how many oodles or noodles I could have got? <laughs> I ain't eat for a week, you dig? <laughs> like I was eating off of, I was eating off of roomies for a minute. <laughs> 
But man, I saved up. I remember saving up for that shoe because it was sitting. Kobe's weren't selling out like crazy like mm-hmm. that. They were sitting. And well, I remember, after that um, shoe, they started selling out because that's, I think that yeah, was the first yeah. time that they made them low cut like that. I think that's when you said that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like the, 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 four, okay. the four, the four was the first one. Yeah. Oh, the four was, was the first the one. one. Yeah. When he was saying that. Yeah. Soccer, but the, soccer athletes played. But the five the was the sexy. The five was when the Bruce Lee colorway came out. It oh, was yeah. when the uh, Joker colorway came out. Um, I had got a pair of jokers for a birthday gift, but I had never spent my own money. And I got these purple joints before I got the birthday gift. So when I, when I had these on, you got to believe that's why I used to always be trying to go way too hard in the paint. Cause first of all, I'm going to get my money's worth. <laughs> Second of all, them shoes were so comfortable and so cold. Um, I might even have to post uh, a, a picture. Matter of fact, I wore those shoes when we played. I think when we played in the frat tourney, I'm not sure. No, nah, I wore I wore some J's in that one, some um, some tens. Oh, well, but <laughs> some eight. No, no, no. These, no, these, no. I wore I wore those J's. I wore that man. Those things were donezo. First of all, them 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 shits did not fit. Uh, my homeboy had a connect at Foot Locker, and he got me a pair for the free ski. Um, but the free ski didn't mean my size ski. <laughs> they were like a half. They were like a, a half or a whole size short. But duh, like I was never going to wear them eights. It was the gray, white, and orange one. Who was rocking those? Like, man, I took the soul out of them moles, put them bad boys on, and went off. Like, And that might have been the last day I wore them things. I had bunions so rough on my feet though that was like the dumbest thing i probably ever could have done see and that's like, why never again that's why my favorite ones were actually the the kobe sixes those were the so yeah fully admitted i only cold. owned like i only owned three pairs of kobe's and all three of them were kobe sixes because that black and gold with the snake print on it or whatever that yeah, type of print was, was i wore those to First of all, I wore it on like a date, and then I was like, "Man, these too comfortable. I gotta run in these. I gotta work out." Well, you wore them on a date. I wore them on a date, thinking I was stunning. Them shoes, <laughs> <laughs> them shoes was so comfortable. Uh, man, I swear, I played basketball in them. I I wore them for so long that when I bought the second pair of sixes, I was like, "All right." These going to be my cut grass shoes, and I hate that I did that to my Kobe's, but I was cutting grass in them. They were so comfortable. I love those sixes. Wilder, to this day, to this day, <laughs> I will, I will forever look at the Kobe sixes as the best pair of shoes that I've ever worn, except for some like Harachis. So, when is the first time you've ever seen Kobe play? Whether it be on television, if it, if that was a great memory, or if it was in person that you remember. I'm going to go with the first time I saw him in person because I got a story afterwards. So okay. um, first time I saw him in person was actually at the Amway Center. Um, I think they had just played the Magic for some. I can't remember what game. Was that with me? What? Was that the game I went with you? No, what? no, 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 no. This was before you. Um, you cheating. I know, my bad, dog. You um, conniving, <laughs> low down, dirty. Ooh. So that game. I go and watch Kobe play live. It was just a masterpiece. I think he dropped something like 32 points, no assists. 
Next day, I go out. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You can't just <laughs> 32 points, no assist. Because <laughs> you know that was, the, that was the Kobe stat line, 32 points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, a, that was a good game. That was a good game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the one assist was him throwing himself off the backboard. It was like, wait, they counted as a rebound, didn't they? Ring it up. <laughs> uh, next day, I go to, to City Watch to go watch a movie. I don't know which. I think it was Fast. It was one of the Fast and the Furious movies. Tell me how I'm there. I get out the movie theater. I look around. I see Derek Fisher. I see Luke Walton. I see Devin George. I'm like, wait a minute. Am I about to meet Kobe in person? I was fangirling out. So much so that I watched all of them go into the bathroom. And I do not like to admit this because it really happened. But I had to do this. I'm like, Kobe in that bathroom. I got to go meet Kobe. I go oh, you're nasty. you nasty. <laughs> you nasty. <laughs> I go into the bathroom and I literally pee right next to the stall between me and Devin George. And I get so mad. I'm like, man, Kobe ain't in here. Kobe wasn't at the movie theaters with him. What was I thinking? Of course he ain't at the movie with his teammates. He probably at home, icing his knees, getting ready to shoot some threes. I was so mad, man. But that was the first time I saw Kobe live and I really thought I was going to see him the next day. But I didn't. I was so sad. I couldn't imagine being the other guy in the bathroom who was just trying to take a dump. <laughs> Ran out during Fast and the Furious. This was probably when uh, Bow Wow uh, decided he wanted he wanted to drift. <laughs> what, a, what a what a bad move! I need to look up what game that was. What? Oh, and he's in there taking the ill the ill deuce, <laughs> and, and here comes Mister Six Points a Game, Devin George. <laughs> I'll, and he venting about why Kobe didn't respond to the text message. I was really hoping I was going to get some with, tea or something. Right, right. <laughs> and then it's, he comes in this guy, and he they think you're going to get an autograph. And you, you're just in there pissing and waiting for waiting Kobe, for Kobe. To come in. I think I saw Lamar Odom washing his hands, too. And I was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to get Lamar Odom's uh, autograph oh, at least. But I ain't, I'm not asking <laughs> Devin George for an autograph. What I look like? I'll say... Damn, <laughs> that's better. You won. <laughs> no, no memory I have of Kobe um, is ever like that. Um, at what moment? <laughs> this might be the answer to that. I was gonna say, at what moment did you did you realize you might be a stand? <laughs> <laughs> the moment that I knew I was a stand was when I really tried to defend. That Kobe makes his teammates better by not passing <laughs> them the ball. <laughs> when I was so, <laughs> let me let me preface this. When LeBron was with the Heat and they had the Heatles, as everybody that knows me knows, knows I hate Miami fans, and I'm gonna go ahead and say that. And that's the that's when you became my dog. Then that's when I knew I had a rider. Cause we went through it, but we had some battles in chapter for that. We went through it. Man, Miami fans, I look, man, I love the Miami Heat. I love Spolstra. I love what Pat Riley stands for. I think that is a great franchise. And I think for them to be such a great franchise, the Miami fans suck. So, yeah. I knew the I was. The fake ones, not the real ones. Not the, not the real yeah, ones. If you, yeah. if, you, if you was down and you know, you know your Donis is your man and you've been rocking with the Heat from day one, I'm with you. But if you're the one that was not rocking with the Heat until LeBron came. And when LeBron left, you still can't tell me who the starting five are. I'm talking to you. 
Yeah. But yeah. I knew I was a stand when I really tried to argue <laughs> that LeBron <laughs> didn't make his players better oh, by passing them the ball. And that Kobe made his players better by not passing them the ball because that would make them want to be better so that Kobe could trust them enough to throw him the ball. <laughs> Man, I really, <laughs> really tried to make that argument. And then after a while, I was like, why am I hating on LeBron so much? LeBron, really good player. And he does give his teammates an opportunity. But then I watch Kobe just stare down his opponents and take that three with two hands in his face. And I'm just like, nah, give me Kobe all day, dog. <laughs> right, right. I, I'll say for me, man, it was a few moments. I can't even decide, so I'm going to try to hot take them all. One moment was when I was trying to, I found myself trying to bite on my damn jersey and realized that sweat tastes like ass. <laughs> yeah, how how Kobe did that for so long, bro? My breath stank afterwards. I have no idea. He had to be mad thirsty. I was never that thirsty <laughs> after the first couple of sips because I used to do it naturally on my own, but I never did it for drinking purposes. <laughs> so when he was when he dropped the gym, oh, I do this because you know I be thirsty and I want to quench my mouth. I'm like, oh damn, this must be a gym. Let me add this to the arsenal. Nerp. <laughs> it did not change my game. As a matter of fact, I made sure I brought extra Gatorade. <laughs> that was just nasty. Uh, the second moment I knew I was <laughs> was a stand when I got into a full-out argument on Christmas Day. <laughs> <laughs> it was the year that we lost to the Heat on Christmas Day, I think. Uh -huh. The first year that Shaq, um, Shaq went down there and they, like, tore us up. Yeah, yeah I, had to, I had to defend that honor. And I realized, like, dog, it's Christmas. <laughs> like, <laughs> Why am I arguing? <laughs> yeah, my heart, heart was pounding, G. <laughs> <laughs> but the biggest, the biggest moment, and and this is the best moment actually, because it, it it brought about um it brought about something great from it. Uh, the best moment was actually the day that I met you, um, and that was when I walked in to I don't even know what the name of that place was called entirely. It don't exist. Um, no it was more. like a little. Oh, it don't. Okay, yeah, I, I know where it's at, where it was at, but I just never knew what it was called. But um, I went into there. I remember we was I was chilling with Julio, and he was like, "Yo, come vibe with us at this little spot." You know, what I'm saying it's gonna be some um, it's gonna be some uh, some bros there. It's gonna be some some of the homies. It's gonna be some uh, ladies gonna be out there. You can meet some people. Like, this was when I was still kind of like a, like a freshman, freshman. I think either freshman or sophomore year, one of those years. Um, I can't remember what year it was, but. I didn't know all of, I didn't know everybody who was there and we was going to watch a game, but it wasn't supposed to be that serious. And at that point, the Lakers weren't really doing much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I come in the room with a full on big purple shirt saying Kobe and Kobe and, and Kobe, Kobe and, and Kobe. Kobe. Oh, <laughs> at the top Kobe five. And I and I remember, I remember walking in, and as soon as I walked in, he was like, "Yo!" <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't even know it. I was like, "I don't know who he is," but he the only one who didn't roll his eyes when he saw that shirt because that room was filled with Heat and fake Heat fans at that time. Mm -hmm. And I walked in there, and man, that was a good moment. But that was when I knew I was a stand. I was like, "I did." I remember going on eBay, feeling so excited to buy this little shirt. <laughs> That shirt, that shirt, like it was like seventeen ninety nine, dog. And you know how long I wrote that shirt out. Matter of fact, I'm a, I'm a, I'm definitely gonna post a picture of me with that shirt working on a film set because I had that shirt. And it was way too small, <laughs> so that that shirt will be popping up in the pod.
All right, so let me ask you a question then. Go ahead, go ahead. All right. Eight or 24? Uh, <laughs> uh, this is this is this is hard this is the hardest probably because um i grew up so much with them and i remember all the parts of them i remember the flash of eight i remember the uh, aggression of eight i remember the excellence of eight too the, the clutch moments um and then with 24 i remember the skill i remember the leadership um and i remember the will he did some things I probably never thought he would have done in 24. But I think I'm going to roll eight uh. because it's something about that brashness that he really just didn't care. Uh, he, he just was playing the game how it was played, how we all were playing it at the time. We all wanted to be MJ. We all wanted to be Kobe. We all wanted to be AI. And and he had that swag, that sauce, that that persona, and he had the fro. Now I don't know what happened. I don't know if he sacrificed for skill because his his hairline went way back. Take it back <laughs> just as far as him, bro. Bro, bro I was like, oh, just go ball, dog. <laughs> just go ball. You don't even you don't even have a fade no more. You gotta, eh. <laughs> you know, it, it was. But that number eight, man, that brought up so many memories. It made me so excited. Um, it was such a, a, a great time. And um, it was just really something that I, I I was just happy to be a part of, to be honest, to see him grow up and to have those young memories and to see him airball those four airball shots in the playoffs and to see him bloom from that. That really was like, I think that was something that I always look forward to uh, forever after that. What about you, man? Man, uh, even though the Jesus Shuttleworth role was meant for Kobe in the number eight. And that movie would have been so much better with Kobe in it. I gotta stick with 24 because 24 was the first time that I watched the NBA and I got feelings. I mean, 24 gave me the two free throws with a torn Achilles, man. There is nothing eight did that is harder then walking up on your own accord with no assistance, pulling up and making those two free throws and walking off on your own with a torn Achilles. Oh my God, that is, movies can't even write a script that good. Um, and 24 gave me that. 24 gave me the last game just dropping more points than I thought could possibly be coming out of him and just topping what Shaq asked him to do. 24 gave me some of the greatest memories. And even though number eight made me excited for basketball, 24 made me appreciate the NBA that during this pandemic, man, I wish Kobe was here to come back and finish because bubble Kobe would have been a different beast and nobody would have been ready for it. And, and I really do appreciate that 24. Um, laid it out on the line for us and uh gave us his greatest moments yeah but i ain't gonna hold you too long i just wanted uh, the people to hear from two two fans of kobe um who love him who miss him um who wish he was here right now to see our lakers uh doing what he knew we would do and hopefully a championship comes out of it if not it's been a great run but we gonna get that championship um and 
and just to thank him and to let him know that we appreciate him. And again, we wish he was here. I miss you, bro. Um, thank you for all the memories, the good, the bad, the times where I, I damn near had to come to blows trying to defend you. <laughs> the good, the bad, the uh, smush puckers, bro. Oh, yeah, Spanish actor came know. out. The smush parkers. Oof. The, <laughs> people calling me on the court, calling me Kobe. I don't know if that was a diss or if that was a <laughs> acknowledgement. But uh man, that, that was I diss. really just appreciate <laughs> you yeah, ain't passed the ball, bro. I play with you. Yeah. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> Relax. All right. All right, people. We're going to get on out of here. You know what I'm saying? This was another episode of the Torchy and Drape show with, with Eddie Teddy. Uh, and he will not be back. Uh, <laughs> All right, yeah, brother. You, you got to want to say anything to the people? No, nah, I appreciate you, you having me on. And uh, Lakers in six. Let's go. All right. Bet. Peace. Peace. So there you have it, everybody. Just some fun times, laughs, and catching up with my boy, Ed. I want to thank everybody for uh, checking out the episode, Mail Time. I'm enjoying myself right now. This is uh, something that's brand new to me. So again, I'm going to keep on learning, and I'm going to keep on growing, trying to make this pod better and better for you guys to enjoy um, on your ride to work, on your ride from work at the gym while you running after you beat your kids and you don't know what you're gonna do because the neighbor heard it all and you're probably going to jail this is the podcast for you bro um and i just want to thank y'all man stay safe wear your mask wash your hands even if we're not in a pandemic wash your damn hands bro so many of y'all dudes going to the bathroom and don't wash your hands and we need to talk about it or maybe not i'm out peace <laughs>